Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Getting it done, sticks down, drop that puck. It's hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Bruce Cassidy from this morning. A couple of little tidbits to bring your way from his media session on the day between the Calgary Flames victory over the uh, Calgary Flames and then tomorrow's uh, big tilt involving the top two teams in the Western Conference uh, Vegas against the Dallas Stars that straight ahead one-timers news notes from around the National Hockey League and our game rating for that contest against Calgary as we broadcast live from Virgin Hotels love to take the VGK Insider Show on the road and this is the coolest place that we get to visit yeah, it really is. We are just uh, adjacent to the front desk, which, honestly, like, we've seen so many people come through here, get checked in. They're on to their weekend shenanigans, whatever those shenanigans may be. Uh, there's plenty of things to get into here at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. you got uh, Cassie Beach House, phenomenal food. Casa Calavera, phenomenal food. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like, I stayed here one time, and I had the, the ice cream at, at Afters. It's phenomenal. Like, they've got a Cookie Monster ice cream to die for. What's a Cookie Monster ice cream? It's blue ice cream with oh. cookie dough in it. It's fantastic. That's, uh, that's kind of a cool What flavor thing. is I'd the like blue? Check that out. What, what, what do you mean? What flavor is it? It's vanilla ice cream. With blue, like blue food coloring? It's, like it's, it's cookie dough ice cream. So it's, it's vanilla ice cream, base, cookies, in uh, cookies and cookie dough in the ice cream, and then they just use a blue coloring. There we go. Okay. What's does that, does blue that? have a flavor? Well, it could have been like blueberry, blue raspberry. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you're going to have a blue raspberry cookie well, dough you, ice cream. Well, you don't know. I mean, there's there's some chefs who like to get interesting with their ingredients. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with Chapman on this one. I was wondering oh, where real. the uh, where it went, but it's uh, it's awesome to hang out here. Like the 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 vibe, the the. Uh, the place is alive. Uh, the food is incredible. People are excited. Everybody's rock and rolling, ready to go uh, for a weekend in Vegas. Uh, we had Lorraine Brassois on the program in hour number one, uh, talking about uh, his uh, performance last night, the victory over the Calgary Flames, and the fact that he's got three of four points for Vegas in his last two starts. Uh, Stella was very active in the in the background yeah. at the start of that, and he adjusted. He apologized. No need to apologize about Stella, no. his, his, his puppy. But I got a picture. Stella and his other dog, Bogey, yeah. uh, wanted to give Bogey a love because it's not good when one child gets all the attention. No. And you don't recognize the other. So Stella and Bogey, the dogs, uh, one of my favorite things is uh, talking pets with, uh, with the players. Yeah, um, real cute dogs. Oh, really good. And, yeah. and he has been uh, hot in the last couple of games, uh, making things happen for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now when you look ahead to tomorrow night, what, what are you most optimistic on the heels of that come from behind victory in which you erased a couple of multi-goal deficits yeah I, I think for me like what what i'm drawing optimism from is the fact that you know the golden knights have picked up three out of a possible four points without sustaining their a game right like they've had pockets 
They had pockets in, in Chicago. They certainly did a, a lot to get the game back on the rails in the second period and pushed incredibly hard in the third period. What, what I'm finding you know, a little bit of optimism in is when this team gets to that level, they're really good. They're hard to beat. They are like they were in Nashville, Minnesota. Exactly. Yeah. So I think they can get to that level. I think you'll have a lot of reason and a lot of, of, of jam to get to that level tomorrow night against Dallas. And, and I think that if we get 60 minutes of the Golden Knights playing at that level, they're going to do some damage. I thought it was a good example of what happens when you aren't on the game plan. And what happens when everything comes together and you're on the same page and you're rolling it and you're getting uh, some pucks behind their defense and you're able to transition and get uh, a solid forecheck. And that's the the difference. We've seen this team operate uh, solidly in a forecheck and turn uh, pressure into goals. Uh, So let's uh, let's get to our game rating and analyze what happened last night between the Calgary Flames and the Vegas Golden Knights. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, Well, it's a DeLorean. Bear with me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll tape. Chapman, give it to us. All right. Well, I'm going to go with a four out of five. I'm going to go DeLorean. um, I'm sorry, Trans Am. That is a four. DeLorean is a five. I'm going to go with the Trans Am on last night's game. It was one of those games where it it kind of proves the adage that it's a marathon and not a sprint. As the game went on, the Golden Knights got a lot better. First period was a little shaky. A lot of penalties. Loren Brossois really kept them in the game, I thought, in the first period. Second period, they were a little bit better. But that third period, wow, that was an incredible third period in overtime. What do we have to say about that? It was exactly what we all wanted to see. Uh... I, I, I thought, you know, I, it's not something that I that I would normally do, but I thought the officials in last night's game, and I know you kind of mentioned it a little bit, it, it certainly wasn't a banner night for those guys, and I thought a lot of penalties in the first period kind of took the Golden Knights out of their game. And then there weren't the consistent calls that you saw, would have liked to have seen as the game progressed. But the Golden Knights overcame that. They overcame the, the, the shaky start in the first period, and, and they came back to win a game against a team that's chasing them in the division. They gained a point on the Calgary Flames, so it's a 4 out of 5 for me. Calling out the officials. No, I'm just saying that it wasn't their best night. I mean, it. it, it I, I normally will not call out the officials. In fact, I, I, I hate doing it, but I thought they were they were inconsistent last night, and and I would have liked it to have been a little bit more, more consistent. That's all. Calling out the officials. If that's how you want to phrase it, sure. What about you, Ryan? <laughs> uh, yeah, for for everything that the Golden Knights were able to do, obviously I didn't like their first period. I didn't like the three penalties in the first period. I, I loved Loren Brossois' game. I thought he was fantastic in keeping that game within reach for the Golden Knights. It took them a while to find their game. They found it in the second period, and they really put it into overdrive in the third period. So, all that being said, I think you don't give up on a game. You, you want to reward your goaltender uh, for giving you an opportunity, giving you a chance, as he did in the first period. Um, Jack Eichel gets a power play goal. I wanted to see a power play goal. We got one. Uh, you get a multi-point performance out of Jack Eichel. I thought Paul Cotter was a physical uh, force in the third period. Will Carrier continues his phenomenal season for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I I'm going four out of five. I'm going Trans Am. I, I can't give it a DeLorean because of how the game started, uh, but I bump it up to a four because of how it ended. I'm going DeLorean because okay, because well, no, I didn't mock yours. Uh, let me explain this. Yeah, please. Brassois was outstanding in the he first was, period. Yeah, yeah. So, so give him all the credit in the world 
for stepping in in a difficult situation and weathering that storm and buying his team some some time. Uh, offense is more of a group uh, performance, but if if somebody went out and scored three goals, we would chalk it up to a, a team effort instead of somebody scoring a hat trick. Last night, that was a hat trick type performance from the goaltender in the first period. He did what was necessary in keeping them in it and not allowing uh, it to get out of hand, which that could have easily been. And then they got better in the second period and finally uh, hit their stride out shooting uh, Calgary 9-1 and coming back and making uh, the game even in the third period. And it wasn't necessarily a, a final second uh, tire uh, to, to get it even. I, I Just uh, from, from the goaltending out, you saw a real evolution in their game and something that Bruce Cassidy can point to in, in uh, the, if you wanted to watch video, what they did in the first period was exhibits of what they were doing wrong. In the third period, it was positive reinforcement of this is how the game goes if you are dialed into the game plan and with the support of the goaltending uh, they were able to win that game one one area the power play scoring mm-hmm. that first goal when they were down two nothing yeah was was huge on so many different levels but uh, to be able to find the range on the power play michael Matteo with net front presence which bruce talked about going into the game uh that he was going to get a look uh, in the absence of, of nick Waugh. that was uh, that was big and then on the overtime winning goal, Eichel res- does a reset. He brings the puck back out in three on three. Yeah. And I don't know whether it was intentional or not. I didn't get a chance to, to chat with, with Jack about it today, but it's on my list. I don't know whether he baited them into changing and, and then going up ice or it just occurred organically. But as soon as he saw Calgary on the change, up ice, three on two, and they converted uh, Marshall hitting the crossbar, Petrangelo going to the net hard, uh, which was which great. So uh, there was a there was a lot that that came together on that overtime winner. I certainly don't want you to to um, not go and talk to Jack about this, but he was the the walk off interview last night on the radio with Dan and Gary, and Gary asked him about that specifically. Uh, Jack said that it was a conscious decision to kind of pull back and see if Michael Backlund would go for the change because yeah. that would give him the opportunity. He said that he did the same Perfect. thing the, I didn't the, the, get the a night chance prior to hear it, but, uh, uh, in Chicago and it didn't work out quite as well. But you know, when you've got a, a guy that thinks the game at that level like Jack does, uh, all it takes is one mistake and he capitalized on it, and that's why the Golden Knights get a point out of it. Uh, I love Petrangelo's discussion on the game-winning goal, saying whether or not he knew the – Jonathan Marshall's shot was in mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. He said, no, I was right there. I could tell it didn't cross the line, but I was concerned that he was going to miss the net or hit the net. And uh, Because if it missed the net, it was gone the other oh, way. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they were they were in a much different situation. But uh, that doesn't matter because the, they were able to pull out the, the, the overtime victory. And just seeing that and, and the building erupt yeah. and the, the comeback and the stakes that were uh, at line uh, on the line last night to where it looks like uh, at one point Calgary is going to get within six points of Vegas and it turns into a nine-point advantage for the Golden Knights. Yeah, the energy in the building was pretty good. Yeah, huh? it was fun. Right, like that third period for me when the Golden Knights started to push, Zach Whitecloud jumping in on that play, gets in on the rush, makes a beautiful shot just outside the long, like just inside the long post uh, to beat Dan Vladar. Like that was the moment that arena erupted and it, it felt inevitable to me at that point in time. 
that the Golden Knights were going to find an equalizer. Yeah, it wasn't even like he jumped into the play. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's involved in the offense. Yeah. But he was involved in the rush the whole way up. Sure. Uh, yeah. when, when when I think of somebody jumping in the play, I think okay, there's something happening, and you bust to get up and make it sort of an odd man rush. Yeah. He was just part seamlessly part of that group that was coming off the ice uh, to the point where I, I look back a couple of times at it to see when he joined because it was it's kind of an odd situation to have Zach mm-hmm. up there yeah uh, but but showing his uh, his versatility and he, there was no point where he wasn't going to be involved in that attack yeah and you know he he kind of talked about it between periods just the the ability for this team to chip away chip away and play with some pace and I think the Golden Knights pace in the third period was was really what got them back into the game there was uh, some physicality tight checking um, I liked that response from the Golden Knights they weren't going to be pushed around by the Calgary Flames and you know that that third period for me is is up there as, as one of the best periods the Golden Knights have played so far this season it had to be crushing for Calgary well probably yeah just just <laughs> absolutely gut-wrenching for uh, a team that managed to overcome some adversity the night mm-hmm. before in Arizona and put that game away, yeah. but not be able to follow it up with a similar type uh, result. I think it's physically impossible for them to win in T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, it's it, it's incredible, right? It, it's, it's never wild. happened. Yeah, they've never won in T-Mobile Arena in regulation. And, like, you know, I, I think for the Calgary Flames, like, you get up 3-1, to one, you... you you like to believe that you can kind of bend, not break, and, and find a way to, to eke that out in regulation. And, um, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to the Golden Knights. Again, they, they pushed they pushed hard. The Calgary Flames ran out of gas. And uh, I, I don't think once like once that game was tied, it was inevitable that the Golden Knights were going to win. So Jack Eichel's on a heater now. It's sure official. Is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he's got it going. He's got the power play involved. And we're starting to see some confidence. I thought his pace last night got better and better as the game went on yeah. we're really really positive in him being able to back off calgary he was to me the most consistent golden knight outside of loren brossois through the course of 60 minutes like i know that it wasn't clicking with marcia and cotter through the first period but i thought jack eichel was real dangerous in the first period any good chance the golden knights had came off the stick of jack eichel that was a superstar performance from him over the course of 60 minutes. Broadcasting live from Virgin Hotels, it's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Everybody getting through. Uh, I've never seen a check-in line move as fast as it does here. Yeah, it's like it just, fantastic. They, 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 they walk up and they're they're barely they're, you have time to look at your phone and then you're being called to the checkout count, check-in counter. It's it's a, it's amazing. Like the, the I know the line barriers are there uh, that you walk through, but it's really just there to guide you into the, the checking counter. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, there's efficiency, and then there's the Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. And then everybody else is off and enjoying the uh, <laughs> the property. Uh, I'll give you a couple other names that were fantastic last night. Uh, Paul Cotter, yep. really involved physically and, and had a presence out there. When he plays on that line, on that edge, when he is using his body, when he is engaged physically. Which is pretty consistent. It, it has been consistent. But when, when you've got that level of Paul Cotter, almost like there's, there's a little aggravation in his game, uh, I think he's a better player. And, and he was on a mission last night to be physical, to play down low, to be hard to, 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 to play against along the walls. 
And that's what you need against the Calgary Flames team. You know, you mentioned it wasn't clicking with with that line. It's almost like he doubled down physically yeah. as the, the game went yeah. on and used, if you want to use the word frustration, in a positive way last night. Yeah, and, and we, like, we've seen players do that before, right? Like We've seen players get a little angry or a little frustrated or, or just have a, a burr in their saddle at times. And if you can hone that, if you can use that to your advantage to, to get in and, and just be harder to beat in certain situations, that becomes a net positive for the team. And I thought Paul Cotter's physical play, especially in the third period, was a catalyst for Vegas. Hey, Darren Elliott's listening right now. Okay. And he's, he doesn't want to talk hockey. Okay. He actually wants to talk about, uh, about where we are, okay. Virgin Hotels. Yeah. He, Darren Elliott's been at the, the Virgin Room for concerts uh, and says it's outstanding. Yes. Uh, Gary Clark Jr. and Jason Isabel. And so nice. that's 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 cool that uh, <laughs> that he's not only listening like he always does. Sure, I mentioned yeah. that off the top of the show, but also buying into uh, what's uh, what we're seeing at the Virgin Hotels and uh, the widespread panic. Yeah, like Nate Ewell, my boss. Yeah, at the Vegas Golden Knights said he's seen them a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. and is all in. They put on a great show. Three day residency here. Three day residency. I, widespread Knights, panic. The Golden Knights are playing on two of those three days, but we we got to get Nate out. That'd be fun. Nate, uh, Nate's a big music guy. Yeah. Does, doesn't share a lot of that, what's going on, but uh, but when you when you get into a conversation about music, it, he just comes alive. Is there, like, one specific fish. genre? Yeah. So jam rock then? He has seen Fish 721 times. That's not, a, not an exaggeration. Nope. nope. 721, huh? Yeah, in, in every city. No way. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> Fish is playing... The day a- in Seattle, the day after Vegas finishes the season, is he going to that? I would bet that uh, <laughs> we fantastic. may be one person lighter coming back <laughs> on the charter. I would hope so. Uh, with uh, with Fish uh, playing in Seattle at Climate Pledge Arena, uh, another name from last night, Chandler Stevenson. Yeah, was if you look at good plays or chances that Vegas had, there's a really great opportunity that Chandler Stevenson was involved in that in, including uh, uh, the was it the 3-3 goal mm-hmm. where, where yep. he just chased the four check down made something happen then made a play and then got the puck to the net uh, and Will Carrier puts it on a shot out of a cannon right like yeah. the the speed to but he made three plays yeah. in, in one circle of the of the rink yeah he absolutely did and and that's kind of the the game break ability that Chandler Stevenson has right when he's got his speed going when he's able to um, to win those individual battles win those pucks and and then create some havoc and confusion and then you've got will carry just going to the front of the net doing what he does beast mode um that's that's a line that just continues to impress for me phil kessel ha- continues to be good chandler stevenson utilizing his speed and will carry what more can you say about him this season did you see the world premiere of vgk origins i was Jonathan driving Marshall? i was driving into town I, I, i'm i'm it's going awesome. to watch it tonight for it's, sure. a, it's awesome but shane and i uh, we're lucky enough to be part of it and, and had a chance to talk to Jonathan after the airing today. Uh, we were walking out of the building together, and we said, we've got to do one on Will Carrier. Mm-hmm. It's got to, like, yeah. There's so many different tentacles to yes. Will Carrier's tentacles. lace. Wow. Like, well, you've got the construction. You've got the yeah. handyman. You've got uh, the, the game, yeah. uh, fourth liner to uh, top liner. Like it's, There's a lot going on with Will Carrier. 
as the evolution of an athlete. Yeah, for sure. And, and continued last night. He's He's been everything for this Golden Knights team. And, like, one of the calls I got last night was essentially why does it feel like Will Carrier has – like a goal for Will Carrier counts for two or three. It feels that way. Yeah. Seven game-winning goals. Last night, it ties the game. It, it ensures the Golden Knights get a point out of that one. He scores big goals. That, that's just what it is. Half of Will Carrier's goals from game winners to game-tying goals within the construct of a game, they're so important. And when you've got that heaviness, that importance to them attached to them, I think it just means a little bit more. And when you've got a player that's hitting career highs every single time he puts the puck in the back of the net, and then you've got the importance of the goals too, uh, it just gives you an idea of how important he has been to this team all season long. Do you think hockey players can learn to read a play in front of the net like a basketball player does in looking for a rebound? Like Dennis Rodman yeah. was a master at watching a shot come in and knowing whether it was going to miss short or miss long and judging where that rebound was going to go. wonder if a hockey player can do the same thing the way Will Carrier has been able to do. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like there are some guys that, that have just that knack, that, that understanding around the net of, of kind of where pucks are going to go well, after that, a save. Or, what, what you call a knack, I call a read. Sure, and, and, that's, and that's perfectly fair. Yeah. I, I, I think that, that absolutely players that make their living there, that go there to score their goals, I think they absolutely have an understanding of, of what the puck's going to do in certain situations and trying to read where where's the best position to put yourself in in order to win a puck. Practice day today for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, uh, Mirmanov was out of the non-contact sweater, so that's great news for the Vegas Golden Knights. You had three goaltenders on the ice, Michael Hutchison and... Laurent Brassois joined by Aiden Hill yep. for a full practice. Uh, that was uh, an update. And then Bruce Cassidy spoke after following the, the victory over the Calgary Flames and ahead of tomorrow's big date against the Dallas Stars. Uh, good mood today. I mean, our guys have been in a good place, obviously, coming out of the break. Starts with the fathers coming and some wins and health and guys starting to produce. You always feel better. So, um you know, we'll see how it carries over tomorrow. It's a new animal tomorrow. Good hockey team, uh, first place team. So I can't enjoy it for long, but it is nice to have a day where you can spirits are up and build off it. It'll be more of the same. That, that's the good part. What we did well in the second half of the game should translate to versus Dallas if we're on our game. You talked about the move, uh, spirits being high. Usually at practice, it seems like you guys have your teammates ahead of time. You guys go out there and go straight into the no, I just, um, if you noticed during the year, we have white sweaters and gray. I think I called them green today, so I'm a little off of my color. Johnny did that at the start of the year, so we've kind of built on that. Um, and I noticed that 1125, all the, all the uh, gray sweaters were on the ice. So I was teasing, like, Will Carrier used to be in a gray, but now he's a white. So I was like, oh, Will, you don't come out anymore now. And, you know, so there's a kind of had to be there, but that was the, the gist of it as some of our guys that used to be in white too, like Smitty and Carly, like, oh, you guys have been out here grinding since now. That's what happens, right? So, and that was, you know, they were joking. I used to be in white coach, you know, and you looked after me. But anyway, that was a little bit of what was going on. So we decided to start the drill with with gray because they were out here warmed up and ready to go and usually we start with white so we gave them we gave them a little props that way but anyway just 
it's a long year actually practicing, so you got to sort of bear with me on that. It, small things make you laugh sometimes. Well, I don't. The guys listen. You know, they they get a kick out of some things, and so it was a small chuckle and off to work. <clears throat> We'll see. Uh, he participated in the whole practice and some at the start, so that's good. Good sign for him. We'll see. Uh, he'll meet with Jay and his team and, and find out if he can at least back up, uh, and then we'll make a decision when he'll start. Um, you know, LB's played well, so there's no problem running him back out there. Um, we'll see where Hilly's at, how he responds tomorrow as well. Along the same lines, did Neil Mir add off? Do you expect to keep him as a snare? I don't have the answer to that necessarily today, Owen, but I think it'll be Huddy will be the spare. So now you've got an extra guy. Is he better off just playing? You know, that, that'll be the decision that uh, Krim will make. Um, I suspect he'll go down and play at some point because we're healthy. I think it's just easier that way, but um, that's not set yet. You mentioned, yeah, after last night's game, that there's, you know, competition came later than probably Chris Wall wanted, but he's playing now. Like, what kind of opportunity is there for him? Well, I mean, LT's not even on the ice, right? So it's either Aiden or Hutch is here and he's capable, but hasn't been in really in the mix yet. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's between him and Aiden now that are healthy, the guys that um, we're looking at. So it's right there in front of them, right? We're going to, we wouldn't, with this schedule coming up, use one guy the whole time unless we absolutely had to because of injury. But, so he'll have a good chance. If he can outplay Aiden and give us the best chance to win, then he'll get his share of starts. You know, that's, that's as simple as I can make it. And uh, I think Aiden's certainly played well enough that we're not going to all of a sudden forget about what he's done. Like, we're not doing that. But, you know, LB's the one that's been in there most recently, the freshest. And if he can keep uh, giving us solid, solid starts, then there's no reason to go away from him um, completely, right? So it's kind of balls in their court, both of them. Talking to Phil about it takes some time to get used to a new team and really show yourself. What what have you seen from him lately? Obviously, the offensive production's up, but where do you think this game's taking these steps? Inside, um, Carrier's goal is he's on the top of the crease, right? He's gone to the interior a lot more. At the start of the year, <clears throat> Phil liked to get that reverse cycle almost, like behind the net, come out the other side. That was kind of his game. He'd go drift there naturally. So if the play breaks down, First of all, he's 200 feet from our end getting back. He'd always be the last guy in the zone, so everyone would beat him up the ice uh, just because of his positioning, not because of his foot speed. And so many deactivate from net front, so he's always chasing. And he even said it. It's like, I'm always back checking. I said, well, there's two reasons for that. Where you're, where you're supporting the, the play, the guys you haven't played with, maybe in Arizona they automatically threw it there, like some teams will for certain guys. But our guys aren't there yet. So you need to support above the puck and more in the slot in the interior. So it's, he's slowly gotten that. And I think he's read off Stevie very well. Stevie's a guy that's in motion a lot, likes to hang on to it. So Phil can still kind of work his way to his spot, but it's a different spot. And I think that's really helped him. And he knows Will's going to the net. Um, so they're very predictable line mates. I think at the start of the year, they changed his line mates a little bit too, out of necessity and injury. And, and they were all going to be new because of what you said. He's, he's just got here, right? So Ammo was new to him. Played with Howie, I think, at the start. There's one more winger I'm forgetting. And then he might have played with Jake and Ronnie for a bit. You know, there's a lot of different players in there. So I think Phil's a very cerebral guy, and he likes to read off players. And that's when he's at his, his best. 
and can play his game doing that. So we've met halfway with that, right? Philly can't hang out behind the net, hang out in the high slot more, more on that side of it, because you're still in a good offensive position and a support position if we lose the puck or help retrieve it. And I think he's done a good job buying into that. And we've allowed him to sort of play to his strengths as well. So it's just a good line in terms of their predictability and what they all bring. And like I said, you never know until things happen and it's worked out well for him. Probably more of a Sean Burke related question, but when you have three goalies right now, I guess how important is it to Hutchinson engaged throughout the time that's more difficult, right? I even said that to Hutch today. I said, you know, because I think he's dealt with that down in Henderson with Patera. And I said, we just can't seem to get you a net in this organization, but hang in there. He's a great guy, Hutch. He, he's a true pro and he's working hard at it. Uh, sometimes he's got to go out a little bit early to get more work. That's just, you know, sort of the rhythm he has to find because there is a hierarchy, so to speak, right? And he'll be the third guy. So when Hilly's ready to get his net, he's going to take as many reps as he, and they kind of know that, right? And Berkey's pointed that out to him. So it's just up to him to sort of make sure he gets his work a little bit before and a little bit after if he's not able to get it during. How's that <coughs> the, the uh, team's physical play? Uh, I think we're, we're good uh, in that area when we get pulled into the fight like yesterday. I thought... I think it was Carly. Someone got hit, and all of a sudden our guy ears perked up a little. Right now it's like, and then on the bench we'll point that out too. Like I remember the guys all stood up on a hit, and I said, "Well, hey, let's excuse my French, but let's you know, hit back." You know, like that's how you solve this problem. Right now you you either you know counter punch or you don't, or you take it. And some teams initiate a lot. Calgary's good at that. They're built. You know, that way, I think we're built to be a physical team, but it's not always natural to get in there. Like Coley, right? We'll always do it. Other guys need to be dragged into the fight a little more. And that's what happened yesterday. So it's our job as coaches to make sure we get drag them into the fight maybe earlier or before, right? But that's a work in progress, but it's in there. And we saw it yesterday, and we've seen it against some heavy teams. On that topic, um, think the team will be this one in the well, it depends who the matchup is. I think Calgary is one of the more physical. Now we've had a good go around with them. Let's see them again. Uh, I think it's in short, like in uh, mid-March, right? We have them a couple times. Um, going through the division, I don't think Seattle's overly physical. They're fast. LA's a mix. Edmonton's a mix. So the teams I've seen haven't, I haven't walked away too many games say, boy, we just got punched in the face and we didn't respond. With Calgary, a little bit, they initiate. And we, like I said, even up there, you know, it took us a while and they were better at it. We responded better here yesterday. Uh, the other side, we'll see. With Winnipeg, we were fine. Dallas, we'll see tomorrow. We didn't play very well against them the first time. I don't know if that had anything to do with physicality. I just thought we were not emotionally engaged in the game. That was the biggest problem to me. Um, what team? I Colorado, we'll see Monday. See if they've changed at all as well. They're more speed, but... They're heavy too. So uh, to answer that question, yeah, I think we have enough in the roster to do it. Whether we're the initiator or not, I, I would say I haven't seen that as much as some of the other teams have, but I don't see a team backing down either. There's Bruce Cassidy from this morning at City National Arena. It is a hockey seminar every time he steps <laughs> up to the microphone. And I mean that in all sincerity. Like You learn something, whether you've been around the game for your whole life like I have every single day in, in listening to him. You really do. Um, it's, it's a big reason why we bring 
the full pressers here, right? Because there's there's so much gold in what Bruce Cassidy says, how he breaks the game down, why certain players uh, seem to be hitting their stride now as opposed to earlier on in the year. Uh, the Phil Kessel conversation was, was phenomenal. And then obviously the physicality aspect, right? Like the Golden Knights, they pushed back against the Calgary Flames last night. They engaged physically and because of that hit another level. And that's why, it, in my opinion, they were able to, to turn the tide and, and push it to Calgary in the third period. Chapman, you ready to open up the phone lines again? Yeah, let's do it. All right, for next Wednesday's game against Carolina, correct? Yes. All right, 702-876-1340. One more set of tickets. Caller number nine, dial it up right now, and you will be going to next Wednesday's game, and I just might have more tickets if you stick around. It's the VGK Insider Show coming up. One-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. As we broadcast live from Virgin Hotel, what an awesome atmosphere. More on that as we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. As we broadcast live from Virgin Hotel, Lee Don, the VGK Insider Show, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace having some fun out here. Uh, lots of giveaways and lots of people just walking through. Excited to get it on for the weekend. Uh, just uh, the excitement, the energy coming through, and we, uh, we're we going to piggyback on that with uh, a couple more tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights against the Carolina Hurricanes on Wednesday. Call 702-876-1340. Give me a number. Ryan, give me a number right now. 13. Caller number 13. Dial it up right now, and you are in. Uh, news in the league, Patrick Kane did not practice today. Mm-hmm. Maintenance day, though. Yep, yep, yep. But I wonder whether he's just having some fun. Patrick uh, Patrick can do that every now and then. Sure. Patrick from yeah. Chicago. Yep. And uh, he knew what would occur if he didn't step on the ice today. And that got everybody going. But uh, he has not been traded. In fact, uh, as far as I know, the official word has not been handed out. I think there's a lot of talk in between, behind. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the other interesting part of this, though, is Vitelli Kravtsov and Jake Lesition were scratched last night for the New York Rangers. Yep. That connected the dots with the Chicago Blackhawks. They did not practice those two with Rangers today. Yep. So does that continue it? And if it is, like why can't why can't they practice? Or have they been told that the deal is imminent and it just hasn't been announced yet? Uh, no word on uh, on official word on that from the New York Rangers. They did not uh, comment. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I imagine, like, injuries can be sustained in practice. So maybe you're just really trying to be overly cautious in this spot. That is overly cautious. I know. That's what I'm saying. Dregs on the podcast, on the Chirp podcast today, did uh, address my concern of all these players being taken out of the lineup yeah, yeah, yeah. for trade-related purposes. Right. There's stuff happening on that front. You have to listen to the podcast, though. Okay. okay. Can't, I, hey, I, I brought him on earlier. I can't give away all the stuff for free, right? It's on uh, Apple, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Do you, uh, do you, uh, do Spotify. Do you, you have to show. pay to listen to it? Nope. No, 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 no. My, my podcast will never. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're, you're giving it away for free anyway. Ah, sort of. I get it. Numbers. 
numbers are all uh, about it. Uh, Patrick Marlowe is going to have his number 12 jersey retired this weekend. See, numbers. Talking about it. Numbers, 43-year-old uh, yeah. former National Hockey Leaguer. He's, he's looking forward to it. A lot of thank yous, he said. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, great for Patrick Marlowe. Um, pretty awesome um, that we were in the building when he, when he you know, passed Gordy Howe and, and just kind of phenomenal. Like how long the longevity that Patrick Marlowe had in the league, the fact that he was still uh, up until he stopped playing a very productive player. Um, and I, I imagine the San Jose Sharks aren't going to be doing anything that would take the shine off of Patrick Marlowe's weekend. What do you mean? Team Meyer. Come on. Oh, so you're I'm, saying I'm they'll le- hold off on that? I'm legitimately only focused right now on where Timo Meyer is going to play after the trade deadline. Yeah, I don't think Timo Meyer is going to get traded until after the weekend. New Jersey or Carolina? Oof. Um, I mean, if, if oh boy, if the Rangers get Patrick Kane, the New Jersey Devils better do something. So I'll go New Jersey. Boston forward Brad Marchand has been fined five grand for a dangerous trip. Did you yeah, see it? It was a slew foot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't very nice. <laughs> it, was, it was a slew foot. We call it what it is. Uh, best uh, of uh, wishes and thoughts to Spencer Knight, who has entered the player assistance program with the NHL and the NHLPA, uh, sending uh, all of our thoughts uh, to the goaltender with the Florida Panthers. Uh, Cole Perfetti out at least eight weeks for the Jets with an upper body injury. What does that do for their trade deadline I mean, if, I mean, if I'm the Winnipeg Jets, I probably would look to bolster that because, again, as we've mentioned, the West is wide open. But, I mean, you know Kevin Cheveldayoff. He's not exactly one for big splashes. Uh, we are uh, following Eric Cernak. Uh, he has been suspended two games. Yeah. That uh, that wasn't nice either. Uh, elbow to the head. Uh, not great. Ooh, Probably, uh, like, I could have, I could have, I could have gone for three games. I feel like two's a little light, but, you yeah, know, whatever. It was. It was a big-time elbow. Yeah. And mentioned earlier, Craig Berube. Oh, last oh, of team. yes, he did. After a loss last night, and uh, and he just he questioned what's going on with that club. I I give actually that that roster a bit of a pass on this. Yeah, because of Tarasenko traded, O'Reilly yeah. traded, haven't been the Asari same since traded. Petrangelo was traded or was moved on. You know, like, but like it, you're ripping out the heart of your team. Well, yeah, and of course there's going to be some. I mean, I know what Craig's doing. Sure, but. And he probably understands it as much as anybody, but he's trying to get them back uh, going. Did, did you see the comment from Robert Thomas? Uh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, he said, uh, I don't know what he's talking about. It couldn't be further from the truth. Mm. I'm never disagreeing with Craig Rube. I can tell you that much. Well, Robert Thomas, pretty smooth Yeah, oh, in his response. Yeah, pretty smooth. But uh, uh, we've got two more tickets. 702 876 1340. I know what you are doing there. I know, I know, I know. Uh, 876-1340. Be caller number five. Caller number five. That's the last set of tickets, all right? Last set of tickets uh, for Wednesday's game uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. We've got Catching Up with Chapman next on Fox Sports Las Vegas, live from Virgin Hotels. (laughs) 
When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So, Did I catch you by surprise there? Yeah, no, a little bit, but... So... It's you... It's your it's Yeah, your I know. I I, I I hit the button. Every- no, it's the, it's the board. I hit the button and and my mic didn't go on. So, but I had to like basically force it down now. So, you know it's weird. Some, sometimes your mic you, when I when I have you guys, sometimes it won't turn off. I'm yeah. glad we're getting new boards in this studio hopefully before uh the end of the year. I've been in some of the other studios with new boards in it and they're they're it's all good, eh? Yeah, this they're is, they're much better. Like- this is like your opinion of punk music. So anyway, just wrong. You know, one of the reasons why I just can't get on board with taking soccer serious in the U.S. is so Major League Soccer starts their season this weekend, and the marquee game is supposed to take place at the Rose Bowl. They call El Trafico, and it's LAFC against LA Galaxy. They postpone the game because of rain. They postpone the game because of rain. I can't get on board with that. There, so what? There's rain. They canceled the game in Oregon because of snow. Guess what? I watched the, the German league. They play in snow. If you know anything about the game in England, it rains there like 75% of the time you're watching a game. L.A., a little rain. Well, let's cancel the game. They sold 70,000. It's a driven league, right? But they sold 70,000 tickets for this game. LAFC and LA Galaxy at the Rose Bowl. They were trying to break the single MLS single game attendance record, which is 74,479, and they had sold over 70,000 tickets for the game. And well, they weren't going to get that uh, walk-up crowd, so that's why they, they postponed it yeah, but because of the rain. You, you may have. You already sold 70,000 tickets. What if those, those people who bought 70,000 tickets, they now have to wait for you to make up the game Yep. And, and no date has been determined nope. because of a little rain. Get yep. out of here. Get out nope. of here. It's such what nonsense. If, what, you know it would be great if it doesn't rain that day? Well, it's tomorrow, I think. So looking at Have the weather seen? for Southern California. It's nasty. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's going on. to rain. Let, let's cut them some slack. We got, we got another trough coming through with uh, all kinds of precipitation. You want, you're talking 70,000. You, you want a really good number? 1,500. That's how many rooms here at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. Nice. 1,500. And it sold out this weekend. Yeah. Makes sense. We're wall-to-wall yeah. people coming through. And I just watched a, a line at guest services go through, checking, and now, it, now it's empty again. Yep. Like the people just fly through here. And then you're off and you're, you're having some fun in, in Vegas uh, on the property here and all over the Strip. It's really wild. 1,500 rooms. And you're going to be really if – you, if you book that place for the F1 race – yeah, you're going to be really, really close to where all the action's going to be. Mm. Yeah, a new season of uh, Drive to Survive dropped today, I believe. Season, season starts soon, right? The Australia coming up. You don't even listen to me. That's the problem. You, you said Drive to Drive me. to Survive, new season. I'm talking about the actual race. I the, know, the the race is coming up soon, right? You didn't. You just tried to one up me. No, I did. Without even. It listening. wasn't a one up. I'm just asking you. This is what. This is the problem with our relationship. <laughs> you don't listen. to I me. think it's the problem you have with everyone else. I'm not trying to one up you. I'm, I'm I was just, just asking. Does the season start soon? We need counseling. I'm not <laughs> gonna, therapy. I'm going to sit this one out. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Let's we go do. We, we got to go talk drive. to the shrink. 
both are. Ten I don't think plus. you're allowed to call them that, are you? I don't know. Is that isn't that what they're called? No, 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 no they're no, not. Not, no. not at all. Uh, not at all. Uh, tomorrow, Dallas, Vegas. Back to regular start time. Seven o'clock pregame show. Six o'clock on Fox Sports. Las Vegas battle for the top two teams in the West.